Are CSA boxes worth it? If you're thinking about subscribing, you will probably want to listen to this podcast episode before you do so. Welcome to the Vegan Family Kitchen podcast. My name is Brigitte Jim and I am your host. For the past 10 years, I've been an on and off subscriber of veggie boxes via community supported agriculture schemes of various types. Yet again, this winter, I'm asking myself, should I sign up for a CSA box this year? And are CSA boxes worth it? The answer is not straightforward. And in this episode, I will break it down for you so you have a good base to make your own decision. I'm going to go beyond the obvious questions to discuss some of the deeper issues pertaining to CSA veggie boxes. But what are CSA boxes all about anyway? Community Supported Agriculture, or CSA, is a way to connect farmers and consumers while stabilizing farmer income and distributing the risks inherent to farming. In general, this is the idea, splitting the prospective harvest of a given farm into a certain number of shares and pre-sell those shares to consumers before the season starts. For example, 200 buyers would each buy one $500 share in January, and then they will receive each a weekly box of vegetables that's tentatively worth about $25 for 20 weeks, say from May to October. By paying in advance for the produce that they will consume in the warmer months, shareholders support the cash flow of farmers, since many of the farmers' expenses occur long before the money from produced sales come in. For example, the need to buy seeds, repair equipment, pay workers' salaries when they do the soil preparation, the seeding, etc. In addition, shareholders shoulder part of the risk. In the event of crop failure or uneven crop success, they may get less produce for their money, or maybe certain vegetables will come in much greater quantities than they would have otherwise chosen. In return for the early cash commitment and for the risk-taking, shareholders have direct access to very fresh produce, possibly at a better price than what they would have paid at the supermarket or at the farmer's market. That's the theory. Now, from my perspective as a health-conscious cook who tries to have a smaller environmental footprint, here are my thoughts on the pros and cons of CSA boxes. Spoiler alert, I think CSA boxes are worth it, but maybe not for the usual reasons. So what are the benefits of CSA boxes? While typical articles about the benefits of CSA boxes for consumers highlight the freshness of produce and the reduced price. Of course, that's great. However, I think there are two other benefits that we can enjoy as a subscriber that deserve to be mentioned first. Number one, supporting and connecting with local agriculture. Doing our part to ensure that there are farmers tending the land, growing the vegetables, improving the soil, and growing their skills close to our home is the number one reason to subscribe to a CSA, in my opinion. We have become so accustomed to expecting fully stocked supermarkets shelved filled with produce from all over the world, and few of us actually stop to think about where the food is from and how it gets to us. However, as climate disruptions become more regular and throw the global food production and distribution system into disarray, we're going to need backup plans closer to home. Number two, granting farmers autonomy from agriculture industry giants. 
What we have come to see as conventional farming, that is the large-scale growing of commodity crops like corn and soy, requires massive upfront investments for land, equipment, seeds, and chemicals. In many cases, farmers obtain financing or enter some other kind of arrangement with their suppliers of equipment, of seeds, and supplies. Those companies that give the loans are corporate agriculture multinationals that must be paid back upon harvest. Those corporations are there to make money for their shareholders, not to provide nutritious food for people. Along the way, they perpetrate the biggest catastrophes of our time, environmental degradation, climate disruptions, and chronic disease. The CSA model, by propping up smaller-scale, produce-growing farms, offers an alternative business model that is part of the solution. And then there's other more obvious benefits. Eating fresh seasonal vegetables while short of growing your own produce, becoming a CSA shareholder is the next best way to have near direct access to the freshest veggies there are hours or at most days after they come out of the ground. As a result, they are uh, more likely to be crunchier and tastier and maybe have more nutrients, although not necessarily. CSA boxes also get us reacquainted with the seasons. In spring, we eat lots of greens and we fill our freezers with pesto for later. And tomatoes and eggplant only show up midsummer, and the winter squashes are harvested near the end of the season. Beyond a romantic idea, staying connected with nature's cycles can help us thrive. There's, of course, also discovering new vegetables. When CSA farmers plan for their year, they make sure to include a diversity of crops so that there's something to fill the boxes every week and they plant veggies that are not likely to fail all from the same cause. As a result, CSA boxes often include vegetables that, frankly, would not be found on vegetable shelves at the supermarket. Although the newcomers can stump many cooks, such diversity is a great asset. We expose our gut to a greater number of different plant foods and it gives our microbiome a boost and as a result contributes to our physical and mental health. What about the cost savings? Well, I honestly don't know whether subscribing for CSA boxes has, saves, has saved us money in the past. Knowing that I will get a box full of veggies on Tuesday, it does decrease my produce purchases at the supermarket on the weekend. But I still need to buy a bunch of things, especially in the first few weeks of the harvest season. I really hate to admit it, but there's only so much greenery that we can eat in a given week. Granted, we probably eat more vegetables than the average family, but if you're reading this, you might be plant-based like us, and this happens to you as well. This being said, compared to buying the exact same thing at the farmer's market, which would be of comparable quality, the price is generally a little lower. I'm not saying that becoming a CSA shareholder will not save you money, but personally, I see it more as an investment in our individual health and in our resilience as a community. Now, there are challenges for CSA box shareholders, and please keep on listening because those are also important to take into consideration. Convenience is a highly valued um, value, I guess, in our society, and supermarkets are a big cog in that system. CSA boxes on the flip side can be anything but convenient. Before you sign up for one, please do consider the following challenges carefully to make an enlightened decision. Because the number one risk, I think, is the increase in food waste. 
It's the biggest possible risk, in my opinion, for CSA boxes is food waste. Filling the fridge with amazing, but a little bit unusual, farm fresh produce on Wednesday, and then tossing half of it in the compost bin the following Tuesday to make room for the next box. In addition to investing the money for the produce, shareholders must be prepared to cook their meals at home to make the most of it and also process the unavoidable bumper crops of greens, beans, tomatoes. Otherwise, it's all for naught. There's also adjustments to the meal planning routine. I have not yet found a CSA box schedule that jives with my current meal planning routine. In general, I plan my meals on Friday based on the vegan meal plans, then I shop for groceries on Saturday, I do a food prep session on Sunday. That's a super efficient system that works for us to decrease the time and effort spent thinking about what's for dinner. But the downside is that it doesn't jive really well with our CSA box subscription. In particular, I cannot count on CSA veggies to be part of the meal prep on the weekend. I also need to make some last minute changes to my meal plans to accommodate what's in the box, although thankfully the farm tends to give me notice of what's coming about a week ahead. If I could find a CSA box from a farm I like that makes veggies available for pickups on Saturdays, that would resolve that problem for me. There's also a bit of a detour to pick up. My family has an intentionally local lifestyle. Our home is a city apartment. We mostly travel by bike on foot. Thus, for us, getting all of our vegetables at a grocery store that's within walking distance is a lot more convenient than going to the urban farm that offers our CSA box or then traveling to the drop-off spot of most of the other CSA programs available in our city. Pickup location needs not be a huge issue, but it's something to factor in when you're shopping around for CSAs. You need to be welcoming of different vegetables. For the reasons described above, the veggies from CSA boxes are often different from the classics that I stock upon every week. From an environmental and health perspective, that's wonderful. But for the frazzled cook, it can mean one more challenge to deal with at the witching hour before dinner. The good news, though, is that substitutions are almost always an option and that with some practice, you will become excellent at improvising balanced plant-based meals based on the veggies you have at hand. Just to be prepared, you need to know that there will be a learning curve and maybe a little bit of googling as you try to identify that oddly shaped cauliflower. If you have highly selective, aka picky eaters at your table, you will want to give them a ridiculously small piece of the new veggie friend to get acquainted first. And by the way, taking them to the farm may help them open their minds a little bit. And I have to say this, finally, there's various skills and resources available to small farmers. Handling over a few hundreds of dollars to small farmers you don't know can feel like a leap of faith and it is. Not every CSA arrangement is pilloted by experienced captains, and mistakes can be made that will impact the yield of crops and or your experience as a consumer of the fresh produce. This being said, the supermarket experience is not risk-free either. I'm happy to edge my bets by spreading my produce money around. At the end of the day, I see CSA boxes not as an expense, but as an investment. When I subscribe to a CSA veggie box, I support local farmers and I foster the resilience of the food growing community around me. Beyond the ethical veneer of a statement like that, the reality is that it's in my own selfish best interest to make sure that there will be people who cultivate good soil near me. 
I commit to stepping out of my cooking comfort zone to embrace new vegetables that I have not cooked with before, as well as oddly shaped ones that take a few extra minutes to prep. My microbiome loves it, and my taste is expanding to encompass more seasonal vegetables and fruits that deepen my connection to the world around me. So are CSA boxes worth it? I say yes, as long as we're willing to invest in tweaking our habits and making space in our lives for a kind of agriculture that is more aware and more respectful of our planet's boundaries. Thank you for listening to this Vegan Family Kitchen podcast episode. My name is Brigitte Jem, and this is a post from my blog that I read to you today. I hope you enjoy it, and I look forward to seeing you again in the Vegan Family Kitchen very soon. You can visit me at veganfamilykitchen.com, and from there you will find a bunch of free meal plans you can download to take away the weight of what's for dinner, that pesky question that ruins the end of our days every day. And I will also offer you some vegan meal plans that you can subscribe to to get the problem resolved every single week of your life after that. All right, I look forward to seeing you again soon and keep on cooking.